being a content creator. One of the funnest professions on the planet right now. But what does it take to do it? How do you do it? And where do you go to learn from someone who is doing it? You come. You come. Here. Here. This is Creating Reigns. Each week, you'll hear from Dan as he shares his experiences, insights, and struggles as he navigates the world of online content creation. From building a brand and growing an audience to developing unique and engaging content. Real, raw, honest, funny, and fun. Let's do it. This is Creating Reigns, and this is your host, Dan Reigns. Hey, hey. So, welcome back, or unless this is your first time, just welcome. Today, I want to talk about DIY versus just buying a solution that works. So, one of the things that was, oh man, it was a huge problem for me when I first started creating content was trying to go the cheap route. You know, I would go out and buy the lights that everybody suggested from the hardware store, and then I'd find different things to, you know, kind of modify the light, soften it some, and all those type of things. And, you know, it was probably one of the biggest reasons that I reached a point in my content creation efforts that I just had to stop. I'm, it was just, it was driving me absolutely nuts because I could never get the content the way that I wanted it to, to look or the way that I wanted it to sound. And as a result of that, there was a time where I was just done with creating content, period. I mean, it was something that was upsetting me so much that I was stressing over it. I was mad about it and, you know, beyond the level of frustration. And I tried everything. I mean, I tried different modifiers. I tried different lights, different light bulbs, different this and that. And, you know, after that experience, I really got to the point that when when I see a video where somebody's saying, hey, you know, take this DIY route to light your studio or, or whatever, I just, I get, you know, I feel that tinge of kind of, uh, no, don't do it because you just won't be happy. So for me, that's a big thing. And to be honest, with all the money that I spent on different lights, uh, different equipment, different microphones, different audio equipment, and, and pretty much everything, I probably spent as much, if not more, than it would have been to just go out and buy like the right gear and the right gear isn't necessarily expensive it's just the right gear it's the gear for the purpose a good example is i bought a aperture 120d mark ii now this is the primary light that i use for all my videos when i'm doing my normal um, floating head type videos or my product demonstrations or those type of things that light works perfectly and then i got a modifier i got a dome and eventually I upgraded to a bigger dome because uh, I was originally using like the mini dome because I thought that was going to be cool. And it was, especially from the studio configuration I had at the time. But it just made sense to get a bigger dome um, to spread that light distribution out some. And now I'm super happy with my videos because the lighting's right on. And it's the same thing with the microphones. I was trying 
all sorts of different lights. In fact, I think one of the microphones that I used was a microphone that sort of was in the original incarnation of Aperture before it became, you know, the lighting company that we know today. I think Deity was, well, it was like Aperture had microphones. Eventually that spun off to become Deity. And in that kind of initial phase were these kind of weird, inexpensive microphones. And I tried them and, and audio was okay, but there were a lot of things that I found to be a challenge. Eventually I ended up purchasing a, actually I take that back. I didn't initially purchase a microphone. What I did is when I got my filmmakers kit for my Nikon with my Nikon Z6, it came with a Rode microphone. And that was awesome because it really transformed my kind of audio experience as far as recording stuff. So much better. So much better. I had a lot more control over the audio. I could, you know, set things up so that I could capture things that I wanted to, cut out some of the noises and all that kind of stuff. It's just night and day difference between what I'd been working with. Eventually, I upgraded to a more expensive audio or sorry, I upgraded to a more expensive microphone, but that kind of has been my, my gear for creating my video is it's a, it's a road microphone. It's set up in a particular location so that the audio works well, you know, like, I don't know, a foot away from my mouth and elevated and all that kind of stuff or two feet or whatever it might be. But you, you know, once you get those things configured and all that, then you don't have to worry about it. The other thing that was a big, big upgrade for me was a camera. I had originally started with a GoPro. Then I went to like a Sony camera and I found some struggles with it. I didn't, I mean, I had no clue at the time that there was a timeout on the cameras. So I was filming an interview with somebody and the camera just stopped. I thought it overheated. Then I found out later that no, there was a limitation to how long you could record with that camera. But I wasn't happy with the video quality at all. So then I ended up getting a prosumer Handycam. And I thought, oh, this is going to solve everything. I can record my videos and it's going to be amazing. And it wasn't. It was, uh, it just wasn't. It's there's a lot to be said about having a camera with interchangeable lenses with the image quality, the bokeh, and all those type of things that you can get with them that you can't get with something like a prosumer handicam. But, you know, it's a lesson learned. So going back to the DIY, sorry, DIY type scenario, the other thing that I was running into was like setting up the lights. I didn't have a light stand. I didn't have, you know, different things for supporting my monitors and those type of stuff. So I would try all sorts of different things. I'd grab a clamp and clamp something up, or I'd buy some rickety mount that I found on Amazon that I thought would solve the problem. And eventually I just ended up buying some, you know, really good C-stands and some light stands and a few other things like an arm for my microphone a boom arm for my microphone to just kind of get everything set up the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, I spent a little bit of money, but to be honest, I was spending that much money on things that weren't working that now sit in a cupboard someplace that'll never see the light of day again because there's no value. Or they get passed down to my kids so they can deal with the headaches and challenges of, of the DIY solutions. Yeah, I just, for me, I do not recommend 
taking that path, I think that it can lead to a lot of frustration. If you're creating content and you don't really care about the quality or audio, well, then, you know, that's fine. But for me, I don't want to say that I'm a perfectionist, but if I can't at least hit a base level for the things that I want to hit, I'm going to get frustrated and I'm not going to be happy at all. It was absolutely one of the reasons that when I decided to do a podcast, I didn't, you know, cheap out on it and try to do the 20 or $50 solution and kind of build up to a solution. I just said, nope, I'm, I'm getting the Rodecaster 2. I'm getting the Rode microphones that go, that work well with that. And actually I had to get like an additional light and a couple other things. And that was, that was just it. I wasn't going to try to put it together myself and, and end up in a situation where I wasn't happy. And, and the other side of it too is, you know, when you do the DIY solutions and you try to go the cheaper route, those things in my experience don't have longevity. It's like, you know, it may last a season, maybe it lasts two seasons, but then you got to replace it because either it wears out or it breaks or something like that. Whereas if you buy a little bit more expensive, and I'm not saying that you have to go out and buy premium. I'm just saying if you go out and buy a little bit more expensive, those things tend to last long. And so you get more value out. If you buy a really good microphone and you don't abuse it and, you know, all those type of things, that microphone's probably going to last you three, five, maybe even 10 years. And you won't have to replace it. Whereas if you buy one of those cheap rickety microphones, you may be replacing it in like a couple months. Definitely, definitely worth taking the time to really dig into purchasing the right solution for the job as opposed to trying to, you know, do it yourself or buy the inexpensive solution. I know money can be tight, but if you're serious about being a content creator, there are definitely things that you can do to level up the quality of your content. One of those is getting a decent microphone. Again, it doesn't have to be premium. It just has to be a microphone that's designed for the type of thing that you're doing it for. And the same thing with lighting. I do all my videos in my studio. Well, I should say I do all my videos for this channel in the studio. The videos that I do for my wife and my channel, the travel channel, <laughs> that they're not done in the studio. But anyways, um, yeah, it's I, I went out, purchased the right light, solved the problem, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So if you ask me for whether you should go down the DIY path or whether you should go down the path of just purchasing the right equipment. And maybe you have to wait a little bit before you do that. I'm always going to lean towards just buying the right equipment. Experience for me has proven over and over and over again that the frustration and the challenges and the just not being happy with the end result can lead to you just wanting to walk away from this altogether. And you really don't want to do that. This should be fun. There shouldn't be impedance between the content you want to create and all the things that are involved with getting it to the level that you want. That's what I was running into. I mean, literally. I'd spend three or four days just trying to get audio and lighting set up the way that I want before I'd even record a video. If you're looking at, you know, a five-day week or a seven-day week and you're doing this part-time, do you really have three or four days out of the week of the limited time that you have? 
to futz around with stuff, trying to get it to look or sound the way that you want. To me, I didn't. And today I don't have any of those challenges. I walk into my studio, I sit down, I turn on some cameras, I hit record, and I'm going. And that's, to me, that's the right way to have stuff set up. Just no impedance whatsoever to making this happen. So that was my spiel on all of this. Kind of a little bit raw in that regards because it is kind of a nerve for me, a raw nerve. So yeah, hopefully you found some value out of this episode and uh, you know what? We'll see you. You've been listening to Creating Rains. Dan has been at it for over seven years. And every week, he'll share his experiences, insights, and struggles as he navigates the world of online content creation. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us on YouTube at Dan Rains, on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Dan Rains, and find the website at www.rains.art. See you next time on Creating Rains.